Hello and welcome to episode three of Live Work. Good news, the podcast is now finally available to listen to on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening, please subscribe and give us a rating. It will help people find us more easily amongst the gazillion podcasts that are available on the Apple app. If you don't use an iPhone, no worries, you can still listen to us on SoundCloud. This week's topic is all about the gram, specifically dance in the age of Instagram and how social media as a tool can be utilised by dancers. I was very lucky to be joined by Lucy Fox, the communications manager of Kanduko Dance Company, for this special episode which we recorded on a snowy day in London last week. But before we kick off the episode, here's a gentle reminder to give us a follow on Twitter, at LiveWorkPod, for regular updates about the podcast as well as information about how you can sign up for our brand new newsletter, which will be sent during the first week of the month. The first newsletter will be going out this week and will be packed full with useful information for dancers on jobs, opportunities, auditions and more. So for this episode of Live Work, we are joined by the communications manager of Kanduko, the lovely Lucy Fox. Hello. <laughs> and she is joining me today at the Museum of Comedy, so we'll caveat that with if there's any odd background noise. We're in a weird place, so it's going to happen. <laughs> but So Lucy runs their social media accounts as well as the other marketing bits yeah. and bobs for... Kanduko, um, and I will leave links to information about that dance company in the show notes. But Lucy, do you want to tell us a bit about what you do? Yeah, so um, I've been at Kanduko since 2015. Um, at the time, we were, um, I guess my main responsibilities were providing um, uh, design marketing packs for venues to sell our work, plus managing our media pla- uh, social media platforms which was Facebook and Twitter, it wasn't Instagram at the time, um, for us anyway, it might have been trickling in elsewhere, but um, certainly that's not what we were doing initially, managing our website, um, looking after materials that promoters might need, um, merchandise, um, yeah, everything really, pretty much anything that has a Kanduko logo on, um, or any piece of copy, um, any photography, uh, any film, yeah, that that's me. It'll probably be good to summarise as well Kanduko and what okay. they're about as well. Yes, of course. Um, so Kanduko Dance Company is a um, professional contemporary dance company um, of disabled and non-disabled dancers and we've been um, uh, a dance company since 1991. Um, wow, it's been that long. It's been a long time, yeah. And we have um, a, comp- uh, a company of seven... Prof- professional dancers who um we contract for the majority of the year who we tour um we tour with and we have several productions running at any one time and we offer venues um two pieces normally that they run as a double bill um and we also have a number of duets that um tour to outdoor festivals sometimes in combination with our um, longer pieces sometimes on their own um all sorts of combinations so we're very flexible um in terms of what we can offer um, venues, festivals, and um, we also have a very established learning program. Where we offer dance development days, teacher training. We do a lot of work internationally, um, working with community groups, teachers, um, other professional dancers, helping establish inclusive practice in everywhere from Jakarta to Africa, um, all sorts of places. So um, we have a very interesting mix of work and you might most recently recognise our name from um, our performance on the results show of Strictly Come Dancing in November which was um, a fantastic opportunity for us to showcase what we do um, and what 
working as a disabled and non-disabled company means um that's a huge platform for you yeah so how did that blow up online in terms of social media interestingly if I'm totally honest we prepared for the worst and didn't prepare for the best so everyone was worried about what if we get a backlash I'm not sure what backlash we were expecting but it was Lucy how will we deal with it what's the statement we're going to have if everyone hates this damage control mode damage control yeah and I'm not sure why we went there. Because it was so positive. It was also positive. We went into it very positively. We were so excited about it. But I guess we'd never been on a platform like that before. So it felt like we needed to protect ourselves more than we needed Quite to. Quite exposing, isn't it, for a company to do yeah. something that big, like primetime Sunday night BBC One. Yeah, it was. And it... Um, and it was just the most incredible response, and I, I think we've all been in, uh, so um, so encouraged by it. I think it's really helped us establish that role that we play in bridging um, high art, very um, cutting edge, bold um, artistic choreography um, with the mainstream. And it's really interesting that Kanduko is that company that's one of the companies that's really starting to bridge those worlds and being the first contemporary dance company to appear on Strictly in that format um, is is an amazing is an amazing achievement. On the topic of you sort of preparing for the worst, you're kind of like the gatekeeper, I guess, being mm-hmm. the, in charge of the social media mm-hmm. account. What positives came from it? Have you reached new audiences? Do you feel like social media does help you reach new audiences? Certainly, certainly with Strictly, yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously our numbers went up but the type of, um, it's always hard to know, isn't it? But we, we get a lot of dan- dancer followers and I can, when I kind of look at who's following us, it's, you know, they're often in training or they're artists themselves or this, is, this was different. We started to get a lot of individuals that um, didn't seem to be done from what you can tell. That's not, they're just people that enjoy watching Strictly. Sure. And also um, uh, a lot of parents of young disabled people who, um, who, felt that this was uh, incredible for them to see that this was a, that dance could be a possibility as a career option for a young person um, so that that's evident that that did have that um, impact but it came from us being in a very traditional media being shown in traditional media TV that everyone think, talks about being dead it's not it was certainly that that you know then encouraged that kind of response and you know, we've been very, we've been, you know, very consistent in making sure that those channels are updated and that we put good photography on there and we're quite careful, maybe too careful, we'll probably go into it in a minute, but about what we put on there and make, making sure that it's showing like the plethora of work we do and we just knew like could appeal to different audiences, but it was something from a very traditional media platform that actually caused us to spike in numbers and probably yeah. diversity of the people that follow us. I guess it makes sense though, because dance is the most, is one of the most visual sort of art forms, mm. and I guess art. Yeah. Um, so for it to be on telly, mm. it ma- it makes sense, and I guess Instagram and dance makes sense from that point of view as well. Yeah. Maybe more than Twitter, maybe more than Facebook. Do yeah. you feel like it's a really valuable tool compared to other traditional sort of marketing tools? Um, I think. You've got to think about different the different ways that we yeah. the different um, approaches to marketing. So 
I think we have a very tactical, um, we have to operate tactically, so we have to, to get people to come to our shows. There's lo more local marketing, there's leaflets, there's um, targeted Facebook ads and things like that that you need for a particular venue. Um, and, and, and a teacher training day or whatever it might be that's very specific. But then there's brand building. And I'm not sure um, we've been always very um, focused on the brand building side of our marketing. And I think that's what Instagram is. I don't think Instagram converts people. To, people don't see an Instagram post and then book a ticket to see Kanduko. I think what we're starting to do, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe they do, but I don't think they do. I think we, are, we start to build... Um, uh, a connection and engagement with the brand that is a slow burn they start to see more of us they start to engage with our work and then they go and find out more about us and where they can see us I guess us. as soon as someone presses that follow button you're drip feeding them your content aren't you yeah as soon as that happens obviously algorithms have a part in all of that yeah but as soon as they press follow you're like right you've got them and you can start sort of showing them what you're made of yeah. I guess yeah but the likelihood of us performing near them in the next year is quite small. So and we've got people from all, it's so global, isn't it? So we've got like 4,000, just over 4,000 followers. How many of them are going to be in, um, I don't know, Shrewsbury when we performed there? But I guess it also yeah. goes back to what you said about um, parents with children who have disabilities. Mm. They might not be able to book a ticket to come and watch you, but you're providing a valuable service in providing them with inspiration exactly, or something. Exactly, and they might one day be able to come to a workshop or something. But I think we have, like, different... Well, yeah, I think we have a, a role to play in providing that um, uh, motivation, demonstrating that professional dance is for disabled and non-disabled people, and that we've got that role to play. And I think that Instagram is great in enabling us to do that. Um, so as a platform it's quite aspirational when you look at influencers and, and pop stars and reality stars all the content they put out there is quite unattainable so to yes. see sort of relatable dance content because even in the dance world you'll see um, dancers putting clips of them in music videos and things like that and as a young dancer you just think oh I'm never going to be like that yeah. so yeah I was thinking about that um, because I've been quite specific about the kind of photography that we'll put on Instagram on the feed versus stories and I've always been that kind of professional shots on the feed stories that can be more playful bit candid and is that is I don't know if that's right I think that's probably like following the trend that following what Instagram is and like you say it's very aspirational it's are we are we being relatable but also this is our portfolio and someone's going to look at the feed as a whole before exactly. they follow us it's a gallery isn't yeah. it um so that i'm kind of grappling with that at the moment and we're looking at our comms strategy a little bit and where everything fits in because i was thinking the other day you know yeah we, we just did this amazing thing we've still only got four thousand followers and then you know we've been like with like joe sub and like the guy the these people that are stars because of their feeds, you know, and they're yeah millions and millions. And like, what? Is it? It's a personal brand, isn't because it? Because it's personal, and we're a company. So being in a company on Instagram versus being in an individual on Instagram is very, very different. Yeah. And um, you know, I want to start doing more um, 
Instagram takeovers. Like, no, I mean, people don't want to know about me. They want to know about what our dancers are doing and all these incredible people they meet when they go to Hong Kong and they have, they have these amazing, amazing experiences. And Instagram is a place where we can capture that. So I'm looking at how we start to do that better. How not we just a highlights reels. It's not just highlights, exactly. Yeah. It's like, come and welcome, like, be part of what we do and us being really open. Um, uh, so that's, yeah, that's something that hopefully we'll, you'll start to see more of on our feed um, moving forward. So um, you get that more personal insight within within a, within a kind of branded context. Um, I read an interesting article recently on dancemagazine.com and it sort of spoke about the way people consume dance on social media and how people are watching these truncated versions of piece of choreography clipped up and is it going to stop people wanting to go and sit through a three hour long ballet or go and um, watch a full length show because they can just go on, on their phone and watch things that way. Do you think there's any merit to that or? I think we've kind of always done trailers. Yeah. But, I mean, not always. I mean, since we've had like websites and Facebook and trailers are truncated versions often or short, little short clips. Um, I feel like the more people we can get to see some dance, the better. It's I, yeah, I think it would work in reverse. Like, oh, I've watched that for three minutes. I really liked it. Why wouldn't I go and, and see it? And, and then, you know, you get into an Instagram hold of that. You yeah. know, and, and whereas, like, with individuals, you're never going to meet that individual on Instagram, probably. They can come and see, eventually, like, they could come and see a piece of dance and be like... You could take class with them. Right, really up close. And, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know, I think dance has to do everything it possibly can to get more people to come and see what we do. And it's a bit of an underdog, you know, isn't it, dance yeah. at the moment? But. And people are scared of dance. Like, how many people have you tried to get to come to a contemporary dance show and they're like, oh, I don't do, you know, I don't know. But they're just, like, it's quite, it's quite frightening, it is, I think. Yeah. It's quite unknown, like, how do I respond to it? What if someone, what if she asks, like, if a friend, like, what if they ask me what I thought or what, what it's about? And, you know, my mum as well, like, they find it hard to have the confidence. I think there's that um, there's that opinion that if you're talking about dance, you have to do it from this place of authority. But I've reviewed a lot of dance before, and the one bit of advice that's always stuck is write it for someone that doesn't know anything about dance. So when you're talking yeah. about a piece, just talk about it normally. Did you like that? Didn't you like that? What was the music feel like? A bit like this? Yeah. So it made, might have made someone else feel like that, but that's fine. And I think the more you show people dance, the more comfortable they become with being an audience, being a viewer. So, yeah, I think, I I don't know. I found, I read the article as well, and I I think that's a symptom of the whole, that's just what Instagram is. Yeah. And Absolutely. I don't think it's just dance. I mean, no. you know, I follow lots of yoga stuff. It's exactly the same. And, you know, it's just, it's not real. It's, again, it's, it's highlights it's, reels from people who are who are building their own brand on Instagram. And there's some people that do it really well. I don't mm. know if you've um Steve McRae from the Royal Ballet, he's one mm. of their principal dancers, and he posts so many videos of himself dancing, doing things that I couldn't imagine doing. Mm. But there's also amongst it are pictures of his kids and things like that. So it's like yeah. he's promoting dance, but he's also doing it from a really personal yeah, point of view. This is the reality of, of dance. And I think I would hope that what we show will become more like that. Um because we do have a responsibility as well to, to show that not everything's like totally perfect all the time and that it takes hard work to get to where we get to, you know, but 
Um, but equally, you want to be encouraging people to aspire to something. So there's a balance. Um, yeah, I think I think it's probably Instagram generally that has this certain issues. Yeah, no, I think it's <laughs> definitely Instagram. But moving away from that slightly. Um, because obviously you're communications manager, that's what you do for a job. I'm sure you're full of pearls of wisdom. If you were a young dancer, a new choreographer, how what tips would you sort of give for um, promoting your work across Instagram? Would you say it's definitely something to do, start an Instagram account? I think people expect you to have an Instagram account. I think it would be helpful even, even if you weren't posting a lot just to see what other people are doing and just have an interest in it um it it's funny because i coming more from like a yoga place and actually like individuals building that way that that way um i think it's the same kind of thing it's almost like you need it's not something that everyone finds really easy to do and you can like do online course like courses and things like that to understand how to do it's it it's having better. another job isn't it if it's it not is. already your job and some people aren't like natural at it like we've got artists that are so incredible at their social media I mean they're way better than me and it and it's very personal they're really open but if you're not that person then you need to think about what you want to represent about yourself and it's okay to not show your whole life and you know but what is your strategy what is the story you want to tell about yourself I think I would start there like don't just like blurt it all out if you're not comfortable with that if you are fine go off and like do that and some people do it really brilliantly and just so engaging other people will need to structure it and think about it and maybe you just do maybe you only show stuff when you're really when there's something really interesting going on like yeah. don't feel like you've got to kind of people are bombarded constantly make it interesting content don't just post for the sake of posting I don't no. I mean I don't think that's what I don't I, I don't know if I think we've done one post on Instagram this week yeah. We've done some stories and stuff, and had some really great stories. One of our artists, Sarah Blanc, did um, when we were in um, Hong Kong and Taiwan. But it's, yeah, I just don't feel like you just you don't feel the pressure to constantly find content because you've got a job to do, which is creating work and yeah. developing your practice. That this is just something on I the guess side. it is an unfortunate thing for especially um, new choreographers that you do have the onus of promoting your own work, you don't have a team behind you. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, Instagram is, a, I guess, a cheap way of promoting yourself. You don't have to put money behind it if you don't want to. No. Um, and I think I think it probably it might be slightly easier when it's from you as an individual, as long as you've got a bit of a strategy, a bit of a plan, because you can just express your own... It's your own views. It's your own... You, you're living that experience... So I guess if you're managing, so if you're managing for other people, it's so sometimes dancers send me loads of pictures, and I'm like, oh, these are really lovely, but I don't know what they say. Like they're really great pictures yeah. of you dancing, but what do you want me to say about them? And I find that quite hard to like find an interesting angle on something because I just say understand your limitations. If you if you have an hour a week, build yourself a plan that allows you to do your Instagram thing in an hour a week and then see how it goes and keep reviewing it and and if it feels like it's not really going anywhere like it's not the be all and end all of like yeah what you're you're there might be other ways that are more suited to you in the way the way that you promote yourself um any final uh tips what are your sort of Instagram tips for health and would you post a week or 
Yeah, I, I used to be much more uh, much more strict about, right, we must make sure that, you know, at least every other day, every three days that we're making sure there's something on there that we're keeping our content really fresh. I actually don't really worry about that so much anymore. I don't know if it's because I've got way too much to do or if it's because... People can see through it if you're not being natural. I feel so bombarded by stuff, like just put up stuff that people are going to be interested in that's, the, you know, that... That, that's saying something um, rather than just for the sake of it. Um, yeah, I uh, think. Oh, and I think making sure that you're tr you're making your um, images accessible as well. So there are ways to add text that can make um, your images more um, uh, the, um, more accessible. So the alt text options on Instagram. Just make sure you've looked into those. Um, so, yeah, i just say, yeah. Okay, well, I'll make sure I put a link to your Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages so everyone can follow you. But thank you so much for chatting Thank to you, me. Alex. It's been a pleasure.